This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday, and that theme is the Holy Spirit. I'd like to begin today with reading two quotes from two very significant people. The first is Catherine Booth, who was the wife of the brother who started the Salvation Army, and this is what she said. I maintain that the only indispensable qualification for witnessing for Christ is the Holy Spirit. The other quote comes from Billy Graham. His quote is this, the very fact that we believe one thing and some of us another does not do away with the fact that God says be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that is the greatest need of the Church of Jesus Christ today. I believe, this is Shelley Volk speaking, that that is one of the greatest needs in the Church today as well. We spoke about the fact that as soon as we become believers and acknowledge Jesus as Lord, We are in a spiritual battle, and that battle is between our flesh and the spirit of the living God. We quoted from Romans 8, 2 yesterday, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and of death. And from Romans 8, 14, we read these words, For all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So there's a real litmus test to see whether we are really sons and daughters of God. If we are being led by the Spirit of God, we are sons and daughters of God. And if we're walking in sin, Shelley, we are not being led by the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Lord to forgive us, change our ways, and ask him to guide us that we truly might be the sons and the daughters of God, because we are being led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, we pointed out yesterday that many, many men in the Old Covenant were touched by the Holy Spirit. For example, Othniel, the first judge in Israel, was touched by the Spirit. We saw that in the book of Judges, Jephthah was, as well as Samson. We read in Exodus 31 that Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship. The Spirit of God even fell upon Balaam in Numbers chapter 24 too. 
And we know that in Psalm 51, verse 11, David cried out, Do not cast me away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. It's powerful, Junie, that while the Spirit was in the New Testament, it wasn't as magnified as much as it was in the New. Um, even uh, in the New Testament, for example, they spoke about the Spirit in the Old Testament. Second Peter one twenty one. For no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but men spoke from God being moved by the Holy Spirit. So we see the Holy Spirit was active in the men of God in the Old Covenant. And yesterday we started talking about why should we be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, I think, Junie, the classic example that I will go over quickly today, we mentioned it yesterday, was the fact that the Holy Spirit was in the life of Jesus. He, this Holy Spirit influenced Jesus when he came as the Son of God and the Son of Man. Actually, we said yesterday, it, it affected him even before he was born. Luke one thirty five, the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that the son to be born to her would be conceived of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 4.1, we read that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit. Matthew 12.28, Jesus cast out demons by the Holy Spirit of God. Romans 8.11, Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. And the word also says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, which was the Holy Spirit, dwells in believers today. Hebrews 9.14, he offered himself on the cross by the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 10.38, we read this word, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. These are powerful verses describing the life of Jesus, June. And if Jesus need to be led by the Holy Spirit, how much more do we? All right, let's turn to very significant portions of Scripture, primarily from the book of Acts. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Acts chapter 1. I want to read verses 5 to 8, which leads to what we're going to speak of specifically. Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. I'm reading from the uh, New King James. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time before the kingdom, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and to all Judea and to Samaria and to the end of the earth. So this was Jesus giving instructions to his apostles that they needed to wait because something greater than just knowing the word was necessary in their lives to be a witness. And that, incidentally, is one of the main reasons why we ought to be filled with the Spirit, to be witnesses. So we see, then we go to Acts chapter 2, very significant and powerful portion of Scripture. Acts chapter 2, read with me. I'm looking at the first four verses. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, mush, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This day is usually considered the birth of the church. This is such a significant portion of Scripture, Junie, that what was promised, even in Luke chapter 24, before these men would go testify of who Jesus was, they needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which at that point was called the promise of the Father. Why don't you read, Shelley, from Joel chapter 2, 28 through 32, because Jesus explained to our people that he was written in the volume of the book, the Torah, the Psalms, and the prophets. And Jesus said that he came that he might fulfill what was written about him. So everything that Jesus accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit was written about him in the Torah, the Psalms, and the prophets. And he said not a dot, nor dash, nor tittle would pass away till all was fulfilled. So uh, Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32 are very important, as well as 17 to 21. I'm glad you uh, said that, Junie. Okay, Joel 2, beginning at verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my, I'm sorry, and also on my servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great day and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Juni, powerful verses which are yet to come, but the day of Pentecost came in the, in the time that we're reading out of the book of Acts. And that's what's so important, Shelley, that everything is timing. And I hope that there are Jewish people listening that they might know what was written in the prophet Joel was fulfilled through Jesus because you and I and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, have been filled the last 2,000 years with the Holy Spirit. And verses that haven't yet been fulfilled are going to be, because Jesus himself said, not a dot, dash, nor tittle of the law would pass away of the things that are written in the volume of the book about him until all be fulfilled. Okay, let's continue with this, Junie. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Acts chapter 8. We're looking at Acts chapter 8. This uh, is a condition uh, spoken of in Samaria. Acts 8, beginning at verse 14. All right, along, read along with me. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, 
prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Juni, these words are so clear and simple. The um, After salvation, Peter and John prayed when they went to Samaria that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Peter and John laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Incidentally, let me point to this. In the case of Acts chapter 2, one of the manifestations of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it says they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. There's no mention of that in Acts 8 regarding Samaria. And what's amazing, Shelley, Jesus breathed on his disciples and they received the Spirit. And yet, after that, Peter denied Jesus three times. Mm. And even when Jesus told the disciples to meet in the upper room, he said, bring Jesus, uh, bring Peter also. And Peter wouldn't have gone because he thought, he would have thought he didn't deserve it. But Peter stood up and spoke a message Very and boldly, had no yes. fear yes. with thousands of Jews, not a few. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, Lord. that the Holy Spirit could make us bold yes. witnesses for the Lord. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that it's available to everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord today. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>